Genre. Back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one sleep spraying minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Ralph A. Atanasia from the TV show Cake Boss. Hey! Welcome, Ralph. Hey, I feel welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah, very happy to have you. Uh, today we're talking about Minute 76 which starts with Jonah looking confusingly at a cigar butt uh, <laughs> and ends with the goblin telling Spider-Man that he's not dead yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> this know. is a good one. Uh, I suppose we should start at the beginning uh, on this one and... Uh, you know, well, yeah, because the, yeah. <laughs> the first thing I have to talk about yeah. is this stunt shot. Uh, (laughs) which is like, just, they didn't even use the same room guys. Like it's not even like it's, it is a room that is like at least twice the size of the actual office in the set. (laughs) I I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And it's very clearly not JK Simmons there. I mean, it's like, oh, convincing double just blindly staring at yeah, he's just blankly staring at. Yeah, it's so it's so ridiculous. Um, and like, I know that you know for safety purposes, you gotta build this stuff. But like, maybe don't shoot it in a wide like this if this is what you're gonna do. Because um, this is oh boy. Yeah, the scenes uh, show a bit more than <laughs> we'd like them to. Yeah, well, and I've always noticed this shot. Like even before doing. Uh, the one minute at a time. I think they hold on it just a little too long to really <laughs> play convincingly um, as just like a kind of quick stunt cutaway. Sure. Um, <laughs> it It is. I mean, this room is obnoxiously large all of a sudden. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, this 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 minute opens on just perfect J.K. Simmons face. And, like, oh, yeah. Sure. J.J. Jameson is one of my all-time favorite comic book characters, and I think J.K. Simmons playing him is the only comic book transition where a character makes his way from the comic book to a movie just completely unchanged. Uh-huh. Like, it's incredible. Like, he is, like, it's, he just walked up off the page. His performance is iconic of this character. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe, I mean, arguably, I would say that J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson, and I mean, we've, we've, we've gushed about him in the past and we've talked about how, well, they've never even done another J. Jonah Jameson because how could you even compete with this? He's too um, good. But yeah. 
Right. But the fact is, I think he is the most iconic character in any of the Spider-Man movies by far, oh, yeah. um, including Spider-Man and any of the villains. He is the most iconic character. Although, you know, I, who I always fair. thought could play him pretty well. Mm. Uh, the guy who played Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Oh, yeah. oh, that would be good. Absolutely. It would that be, would be you know, very it would be a little good. different. It wouldn't be the same, like just one hundred percent pure iconic JJ. But right, I feel but like he's, he's probably really even play. aged into it more at this point. Like I think he'd even be better well, suited for it today than you know when this came out. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, what is that? I mean, I've talked about it. I, I I've talked about it before. Maybe I, have I ever mentioned this on the show, Zach, or is it mm. just in our? listener group that I've brought this up before, but I, I really like the idea of Eddie Murphy playing J Jonah Jameson at some point. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I, you haven't on the, on the show. I don't think Yeah, that is, that is worth saying out loud. Because ah. Think about it for a sec and then realize how much fun that would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't. He's so good at dismissive. Uh huh. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. dismissive is one of the cornerstones of JJ's personality. Oh exactly. yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I hear like um, Ice Cube gets, gets tossed around sometimes in these conversations. I think because of the recent 21 Jump Street movies where they're just like, you know, a hard nosed boss character and that. But right. I, I do think somebody like Eddie Murphy might be able to 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 nail that dismissive tone a bit less. Um, I don't know, aggressively. I don't know. Like, it, yeah, it's it's always funny that J.K. I mean, that J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I almost called him J.K. Simmons. That J. Jonah Jameson is the way he is. But there's there's an earnest earnestness to it. Like you often uh, frame it as like a screwball comedy. And I think, I mean, we haven't seen Murphy, you know, really on screen killing something in a while, but I think that would be right in his wheelhouse. I think he would do something mm-hmm. interesting with it. As, of course, would John C. McGinley, who plays Perry Cox on. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I couldn't just remember that his up name. In the recesses of my brain, and I didn't need to Google that at all, did I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so instantly, uh, I mean, like the second the goblin comes in, Mm-hmm. And grabs Jonah. He just says, you know, Jameson, you slime. Uh, I love which that. Which I'm like, what did he ever do to you, man? Like, <laughs> no, it's just known around New York that J.J. Jameson is just a scumbag. Like, yeah. everyone, yeah. the flying monster knows that you're a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do like uh, the shot of uh, of of Ted Raimi dropping what he's holding and running. Yes, uh, running away <laughs> when like no one else is running away. Everyone else is just like looking at it in shock, and he's running away. Yeah. And I also have to point out that one of the headlines on the Daily Bugles uh, that are framed, one of them says "Kaboom," uh, which, is, which is a I nice little thing. That. That's nice. <laughs> I was always yeah, kind of unclear the in the that... shot where we have, you know, Ted Raimi running away and Elizabeth Banks frantically calling on the phone. There's like an X that's visible uh, above her head. And I'm I'm always confused whether or not that's like a reflection off of something else or if like maybe they marked that on the day as like an eyeline or something and then just forgot to take it out in a different shot. Like, do you see what oh, I'm talking about? Oh, like, yeah. X up there? I don't know. It's hard. To I think you're use. probably right. I bet it's a. I bet it's a. I bet it's an island. A mark of some kind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like oh yeah, we're watching a movie. You got to mm-hmm. make a movie with the equipment and stuff. <laughs> Reflections are hard, uh, <laughs> which is nice. Jameson, you slime. Uh, mm-hmm. And the the punch threat. I don't know. Um, I, I this like bit where Spidey pops up, which is you know fun, very classic comics or whatever. 
and then the goblin has to like turn around to face him is mm-hmm. in some ways the the most like believable that the uh glider feels like a physical thing there on the day but also the least elegant thing it ever does it just <laughs> like very clunkily sort of just spins in place mm-hmm. if you're talking about second 23 that's the second that has just this cherry of a shot of uh-huh. the back of the green goblin's balls it is yeah. so pronounced. You're, you're staring right through his legs, and there's just this little green goblin balls hanging down there. And it is, it's so jarring, and I can't not see it. I went back and watched that shot like three times in a row, and I was like, "Nope, that's just really that that's balls." Yeah, it's, uh, probably okay a function of the way balls? that like. Um, codpiece area of the suit was built that when you crouch yeah. down it just kind of hangs down low and there's nothing you can do but yeah, yeah not the it does i mean it looks like it looks like a donkey i mean it's just <laughs> it's, it's, it's hey. horrifying yeah it's horrifying um the, the but yeah what, what i do like about this uh you know as a result of peter being in the office and having to run out change turn into spider-man go outside and meet him in the hole in the wall uh-huh. uh, because of that, that whole process, which he does very quickly. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it allows him to miss what Jonah did for him. Yeah. 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 And I, I really, I actually like that a lot because it, it adds to the fact that, Jonah's getting nothing out of protecting Peter. Yeah. Well, Jonah's a jerk, but he's not evil. Like, he's a newspaper man. He has ethics, and we see that in the comics all the time. That where there are situations that would benefit him, but he Mm -hmm. doesn't take them because it's not ethical reporting. And he's also, you know, I mean, granted, Tobey Maguire's 28 or whatever, but he's meant Peter Parker (laughs) as a teenager, and JJ is mm-hmm. not gonna put a teenager's life in danger. Even though he's a jerk, he's not evil. Uh, just mm-hmm. I've always liked that about that character and this moment in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great yeah. way to sort of reveal the the not quite cartoony aspect of humanity, where you know if if you are just making a surface level uh, adaptation of Spider Man and his relationship with J Jonah Jameson, it's very easy to just only show the antagonistic scenes. But I think this is a, a a lovely little window into the idea that as cartoonish as this person is, he is still a person, and and I think that's the thing in these movies that always feels like a like a warm, safe place is as as wild and crazy as they get, and as like not quote unquote realistic as they're framed or presented, the the people in them feel yeah. like people, and and that's what I really love about J.K. Simmons in this that, that absolutely he doesn't even have a second thought, he doesn't even like have to mull it over. He gets grabbed and he immediately says, I don't know who he is. You know, his stuff comes in the mail. Like he just Well, and it's, it. and it's the thing that has always, you know, like in, in the comics, anytime you're reading anything with Robbie Robertson or Ben Urich or any mm-hmm. of the other sort of newspaper, Betty Brandt, any, any of the newspaper um, staff characters. Yeah. You know, it's always a question of like, why do you work for this guy? And they always say things like, "I he, he weirdly has integrity," you know. Yeah, and yeah. this is this is that moment. This is the moment where you're like, "Oh, I suddenly understand why anyone would work for this guy." 
Yeah. Um, you know, he he does have integrity and he does uh he he has a moral code and it just happens that Spider-Man exists outside of what he deems moral and that's why he goes after him the way that he does. Yeah, totally. Um but yeah. but he still has his own moral code that he he sticks by and he's he's a good man ultimately yeah. even though even though, you know, he does uh, he has questionable ethics when it comes to the types of journalism that he does. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. It, it feels like the flip side of the like um, the freelance joke from earlier in the movie where, mm-hmm. you know, Peter asks for a job. And he's like, no, I'm not going to be a job. Freelance, best thing in the world for a kid your age. You know, and, and he leads him out the door, makes this whole joke mm-hmm. about meat, Christmas meat, but I never said you had a job. Bring me some more pictures of that guy. The the f- I mean, the effect of that is just the, the funniness of the character, but the... Um, the core there is that he is actually giving Peter a job because he says, you know, mm-hmm. bring me some more pictures of that freak. Maybe I'll give you some more money. But I never said you had a job is, you know, the the outward framing is all the, the bluster and, you know, uh, RRR tone. But underneath it, he's he's trying to do something nice for this kid. And right. I, this is the, the like the more crack the onion open a little more version of that, where even deeper when the chips are really down. Uh, there's there's no question in his mind that he does the right thing and, and tries to help, you know, a, a kid that probably reminds him a little bit of yeah. how he used to be when he was younger. So even oh, if he does pay him about five thousand dollars less than he should be. For oh, sure. I mean, he's still a businessman. He's still. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's cheap, but he's yeah. canny. He knows what's up. <laughs> right. Look, he's um, got a business to run. And this was right when like newspapers were starting to not do so well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the internet was coming up. It wasn't a great time to be a newspaper. You gotta, you gotta watch the bottom line. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> it's true. Um. So this, uh, we we get this really great shot of the mask again, the helmet. Oh yeah. Um. And it looks really good in this lighting. I think. Mm. Uh. And and I do really love that you can see Defoe's mouth through the mouth of the mask. Yes, the teeth when he says, speak of the devil, it's like, whoa. I really like that. But something else that I noticed too is like we we talked a little bit about um, during the the Unity Festival, we talked Mm. about um, how the the design, like I wish there was like more purple and and everything. And but one of the things that I forgot to mention was that so he the this this helmet has the bit and I always have looked at this ma- at this helmet and just thought, well, the the sort of peak of the helmet is supposed to sort of, you know, call, recall the the purple hat yeah. that he wears. And you can see sort of like this line. But the other thing, because we're not seeing the peak in this close-up, um, we're just seeing sort of the the round head, it looks like he has a widow's peak, which is actually very reminiscent of Norman Osborn in the comics. He has that yes. really harsh oh, widow's peak. Yeah. Um, and, and so it almost looks like uh, a reference to that as much as it's a reference to uh, the actual goblin costume and the mask, because if I'm not mistaken, the mask um, and the, uh, the little hat that he wears, the little stock, I don't know what you would call that. The little, yeah, his, his cap. I don't know. His, yeah. His little, his little cap thing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a widow's peak like this does. This hmm. has like a very well-defined widow's peak. The just exactly the way that Norman Osborn does in the comics. Yeah. I think it, it hmm. like, um, 
it depends on the artist who draws it. Sometimes it's like sure. a, a peak, a sharp peak that comes almost all the way down to his nose. And then sometimes it's like a, like a Halloween cap, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a nice I, I, echo of, you know, the little bits of iconography that we can't quite have in the film. Like you can't quite have a person actually have the hair that Norman Osborn has in the comics. Cause it's like, well, you, mean you can't hair. do the growing straight across your head from ear to ear hair. Right. <laughs> That's not yeah, a thing. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can. Maybe somebody else can. <laughs> the cor- the corn the the widow peak cornrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the oh, wrong boy. way the oh, wrong boy. way across cornrows. Yeah, yeah. It's a little tricky. So that we <laughs> at least have have some references in there to all that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, a lot of people take a lot of issues with the mask, but I, I, I and and the costume in general. But I do have to give credit where credit is due. I think stuff like that, little little nods and that, I I I dig. You know, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, Oh, man. I, 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 I embrace those, it, uh, and I, I will have a lot to talk about what I embrace uh, oh in boy, tomorrow's tomorrow. minute. <laughs> because tomorrow's minute, tomorrow's minute is it tends to be the minute that a lot of people point to as like this costume doesn't work at all. Um, and <laughs> uh, and I've got a lot yeah. to say about save tomorrow. It, yeah. <laughs> well, before yeah. that, should we talk about sleeping and falling off buildings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sleep. Uh, Sleep. Which that's. That is not in the script. So there's actually there's a lot this on in these three episodes where it feels like a studio note that they just were like, I don't think anyone's going to know what's going on. So I think you need to ADR a line and have Defoe explain this. <laughs> um, and so he's going to say sleep out loud like it's a magic trick. Right. Uh, <laughs> instead of just spraying him with a thing and he gets knocked unconscious. It seems pretty obvious to me what's happening even on mute. But yeah, I, I guess when you're when you're a villain, you can get away with just saying what you're doing. Like that's classic <laughs> yeah. villain stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't it's have a pun, there. you just I narrate. Al- yeah. <laughs> I almost imagine Defoe like in the recording booth, like pulling a Harrison Ford. Like, you want me to just say sleep here? I- I'll be real goofy with it. Sleep. You know, just like. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even really being fully on board with it, but just like going with it uh like uh, i love it it's fun it's fun i also um i'm also uh, you know we've been trying we've been doing our best to call attention to uh you know one of the one of the big criticisms of toby Maguire's spider-man is that he doesn't quip enough so we great, gotta point out the quips scene. when they show up yeah let's hang up because they do quip. they yeah. do exist i i love that he he webs up jj's mouth and then says yeah. Hey kiddo, let mom and dad talk for a minute, will you? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's such a great Spider-Man line. It's very. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I think uh, it's good. I think he nails it, honestly. Yeah. Especially with the with the JK's reaction to the webbing and whatnot, his just like wide-eyed bewilderment mm-hmm. before it lands. It's, I think it's, it's pretty good CG uh, webbing mm. too. Yeah, it works. Have you guys tried those wide-eyed bewilderments? <laughs> They're real tasty. uh, Kind of shockingly, confusingly minty. Yeah. (laughs) Why is this so minty? Oh, God. I can't understand why somebody would, like, sign off on this. (laughs) Warn a guy. He makes him sleep. Uh, I like a a detail I like in the CGI Spidey, which, as we said before, I think the CGI. Goblin holds up a little bit better than the CGI Spidey does mm-hmm. just by virtue of the hard plates it, and whatnot. It certainly but does. a detail I do like on the CGI Spidey is that he's got dirty feet. I think that's great. And he's like, Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Over. 
and his shoes are kind of musty. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm sort of buying the check. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's got to he's got to have the uh those little those little, you know, his toe hooks or whatever have to come through. <laughs> I mean, the bottoms of those the bottoms of his feet should just be all tore up. It'd be yeah. great if you just see the bottom and it's just like his bare feet like Yeah. <laughs> like a reverse <laughs> actually, sandal. There's just like yeah. straps holding it there, but no right. actual sole. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've, I think I've pinpointed what it is that bothers me about the CG, uh, Spider-Man. Oh uh, yeah. It looks like the costumes has its pants pulled up too high. Like huh. it's, it's got a little bit of an Urkel effect yeah. in the CG version. <laughs> they I'm going to have to pay closer attention more. to that. Yeah. 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 Not a, really, not, really high not, up not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Um, it's a nice, elegant catch on the uh, on the goblin's part, though. It was very graceful, almost romantic, yeah. the, like yeah. the gentle cradling. <laughs> like, right. I got you, bud. I got you. You're fine. <laughs> Sign it. Fly away from Silicon Alley on the yeah. <laughs> magic carpet what is ride. That? <laughs> yeah. Is that a reference to something? Yeah, that, there was a there's a billboard the that says uh, Silicon Alley. Um, no, that's and, what I'm referring to. Like, is that billboard a reference to something that I'm not getting? Oh yeah, yeah. So we were we were actually our our guest last week uh, told us about this, but yeah, it's apparently um, New York in the early 2000s tried to have an answer to Silicon Valley by having Silicon Alley. Like, look, we can Ooh. do the internet good too. This is our tech uh, section yeah. over here in this alley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, I don't. I think I don't, if you want to make something sound legitimate, uh, the worst thing you can do is have it in an alley and refer to it as an alley. <laughs> yeah. associated with sleaze right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, when alley. I think of when I hear Silicon Alley, I I, I expect uh, hey, buddy, the internet to be coming buy a from. Hard drive? <laughs> yeah, I I expect it to be coming from like the guy that operated on the Joker in like Batman '89. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> You go to like, that guy and you get your internet. Yeah. That's what I picture. Yeah. Um, oh man, where'd you get these megabytes? Over in Silicon Alley. Yeah, yeah, that's really, uh, really rough. But apparently, that was like <laughs> it taken down like immediately after they shot this film. So it's a tiny little uh, time capsule into 2001. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 2002. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. There it's were a good... there were a few things that uh, didn't really make it. Oh yeah, that's visit. very true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll definitely mm. talk about that a bit more in a few weeks uh, when we have the New Yorkers coming together. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, I love this steam transition. It's fun, uh, right? Yeah. I think it's I think it's one of the better transitions in the movie, to be honest. Um, the uh, the steam coming off of the uh, what do you call it? The, the glider. The glider transitioning right. into the steam on top of the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's kinda very pulpy. I don't mind it. I don't mind mm-hmm. it at all. I like it. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Spider-Man's coming to on the rooftop, and I think we're going to have a lot to talk about uh, in tomorrow's minute with this rooftop scene. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I want to know I, I want to know why he's not moving. He says he's peril some Peril. Yeah, he's peril. He's in peril. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. He's in oh, peril. That can't be it, you guys. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Uh, 
we will be back tomorrow. But in the meantime, if you want to go, if you're on Facebook and you want to want to hang out with us in our uh, Spider-Man Minute uh, listener group, it's the Spider-Man Minute listener uh, friendly neighborhood listener group. Uh, go go check that out and uh, see what everybody's posting there about Spider-Man and uh, the conversation. If you're afraid of homecoming spoilers, we have a strict no uh, no no spoilers uh, with that. I actually had to delete a post last week because it violated yeah. the rules. Um, and uh, yeah, so just uh, you know you know keep go go check that out. And it's a safe place, and we're all, we all love Spider Man, and we're all talking about Spider Man. Uh, so uh, go go check that out, and we will be back tomorrow with minute seventy-seven. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.